Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 36, Brian's Violin. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I will play the second message from Brian Omelia, who we first heard in Episode 28. I also have an interview with Brian that I conducted over the telephone. I am working on a better way to record phone interviews, but despite my crude setup, the sound turned out okay. The message is short, less than seven seconds long, and we are still in the fall of 1988, but it might be getting close to winter, as we will hear in Brian's comments, which immediately follow the message. Here it is. Hope your car starts. Bye. I believe I said, did I say hope the car starts or hope your car starts? I think you said, I hope your car starts. Oh, yeah. Because you were probably having trouble getting it started because it was cold. We were probably supposed to go somewhere. That's what I would think. We probably had band practice or something. And you're playing your violin in the background. Yeah, I'm definitely playing a, a three-note chromatic, uh, what do you call it? I'm going down in a chromatic scale, three notes. So how, how often? I, I, can't, I can't possibly think what the significance of that was or what message I was trying to say, but it's probably pretty high on marijuana at the time, especially if we were supposed to go to band practice. How often did I play instruments into the answering machine? Only with you. You know, Chris Pearson was doing the same kind of, he was, you know, sending you songs, so I don't know, I was probably just trying to spice up the message with a little violin work. <laughs> How did you end up joining us in open sauce? You know, I can't even remember. I think I saw you guys play at uh like some maybe university function and then I don't know, I started to talking to Chris about how I had a violin and he was like, Yeah, a violin would go great. And I think that's how it started. Yeah, I remember meeting you at Jason's. That's why I went to see you guys play, you know, and it was something I'm sure Jason told me about. Like, yeah, Paul's got a band going and they're playing at such and such hall or whatever, you know, and I just showed up for the performance. And that's when I first met Chris. So what do you remember about living with Jason? That we had a lot of guitars in the house. I mean, basically three guitar players living in the same house. We lived on Kimbark. And, uh, you know, the one guy, <clears throat> Brian, he would just, like, I don't know, I thought, I, I just didn't quite get his music. And he would play for, like, hours and hours. And, yeah, he'd shut his you know, the door of his room, but it would be all these, like, repetitious sort of scale exercises, you know, and he could move his fingers really fast, but 
I, I don't know. It's like he didn't really play songs. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, it, it started to really wear on me. I started not spending a lot of time at the place for that very reason. You know, I was go to the library more, especially if I had to study. You know, I couldn't study with that. <laughs> I used to play with Jaime Vasquez. <laughs> That's when I first really... Uh, started playing a lot of electric guitar it was with Jaime. I mean, we would, and I guess we probably annoyed Brian, that other roommate, as much as he annoyed me, because Jaime and I would play for like, uh, long, like five, six hours straight sometimes, especially on the weekends. So yeah, when I was in open sauce, I was also periodically playing with Jaime Vasquez. And we didn't really have any songs much that we worked on. We just had just weird jam chord progressions. He had a bass. He had a nice Fender P bass. And I had my, you know, a couple guitars. And we, he usually played the bass because it was his bass. But that's where I started learning to play bass a lot as well as guitar. It's because, you know, we would basically... He would play bass a little more than I would play the bass, and I would play guitar a little more, but, I mean, we both liked either instrument. We'd switch back and forth. And he had his own amp, and that was all set up at uh, that Kimbart place. And the neighbors upstairs, they were like tumblers, so they actually put up with a lot of noise because we put up with their tumbling. And which was pretty loud as well. I, I mean, they were like doing some kind of acrobatic stuff. Like <laughs> the acrobatic where, stuff. You no, know, there in was their a apartment. lot of impact with the floor. I could tell they were just by the sound of it. That you know when when uh, they do. I think it's called a front handspring. And then you land on your feet, and they, they could do, like, probably three, and they must have had their living room, like, cleared out or something. And they would do, like, three in a row. I could hear it. Like, it'd be like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you know, I think Jason was the one that, uh, or they, like, they talked to him one time in the hallway, and I think, actually, we all talked in the hallway about it. Like, they were like, you don't mind our tumbling, and we were like, you don't mind our guitar amps. <laughs> and that's when we kind of made an agreement that at least they weren't going to complain about the noise. But I think it was a three flat and there was some other people that if we got really loud with it, I don't remember if the cops ever came to Kimbark. I had multiple experiences with cops coming and telling me to turn down my music the whole time I was in Chicago. I mean... Jaime and I, and we even had a couple drummers we played with at my Cullerton place above my bicycle shop there. And the neighbors upstairs, their kid dribbled the basketball a lot, and we didn't complain about that. So then they didn't complain when we were playing loud music. So yeah, you got to kind of have a situation where the other neighbors are making noise too. Back in Chicago, you know, if you're trying to do an electric band. And that concludes the interview. Many thanks to Brian for sharing his memories. One clarification, Brian's roommates on Kimbark Avenue, the other guitar players, 
were Jason Weitzer from episodes 11 and 27 and Brian Coberly. Brian Coberly, in addition to being a skilled guitar player, was a skilled artist. He and I were in a painting class together with Professor Vera Clement. For a self-portrait assignment, I admired his technique in creating a likeness of himself, but his eyes were depicted in a strange, wide-open stare. It was as if he was so focused on accuracy, his painting became a portrait of him gazing in the mirror. All right, that's it for this week. I will have more from Brian Omelia in future episodes. If you would like to participate in this podcast or have comments, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.